Hello. Hello. Nick, I can see your face. I know, isn't video Skype wonderful? It's so, it's so clear. It's, I could, I feel like I could reach out. Hello? And t- Hello? What? 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 But what? I, could, but, I, I, it, <laughs> we are actually in the same in room the same as one another. Is it corporeal shared environment? We haven't done this for so long. It's been it almost, too long. It has been too long. I think you've been very lazy. And <laughs> you liar. You've only a visit to Bath no. since the last, since the last time we were physically in the same room here. In fact, the last time I went to Bath, Jesus hadn't even had his first coming yet. That's true. And I'll tell you one thing though. Around 13. I'll tell you one thing though. Mm-hmm. At some stage I will tell you one thing. <laughs> tell me a bit uniquely one thing a minute. This is episode 119. I think so. Uh, something close enough to yeah, that. around that number. It's and a big the, number. And the topic today is, should we abandon all Skype? <laughs> now, that means we can carry on doing Skype, though, so that's okay. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. What do you reckon about I've... the Skype? People... You, uh, okay, it's not everybody, yet, but, it ha- but it hasn't just been one. Well, there have been rumblings of some people There's, that don't really there, like not it. Not very many people have complained, but, I, I, but we've, we've complained more than anyone else, and I think, understandably, it's nowhere near as good as doing it in person, but... Is it better to have an episode than no episode at all? Well, as strange as it seems, people do seem to prefer prefer that there are episodes. So, so it's kind of the methadone. <laughs> exactly. There you go. We're... I and you know that methadone's far worse than just taking clean um, heroin. Yeah, but clean heroin cannot be bought. Yes. So, so better to give some give somebody something a lot worse and much more nasty. No, no, it's not, it's better. I think it's better than cut heroin on the off the street. Yes, but when they prescribe methadone, they should rather be prescribing heroin. But they don't do that because it would be wrong. It would be called all sorts of fuss and bother. Mm. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Methadone is... It's not very I nice. I don't know enough okay. about it to form an strong no. opinion, but it does seem that methadone is not a particular... I know that most most people on a meth script chip with real heroin anyway, so yes. it doesn't really it doesn't really do anything. You know that our friend Dr. Goldacre has written a new book called Yes, Bad we must Farm. invite him back on. I was uh, thinking of... And I'm, him. Uh, well, you need to read it first. Yes, I do need to read it and first. Then Have you read will, it yet? Uh, no, Victoria's read it, and yes. she, she, she sort of shouts like every few minutes. She gets very angry, but... It sounds like the sort of book that should get you angry because mm. the whole point about when we rail against alternative medicines, homeopathy and so on, is that we always hope that there's a good good side as well. Yes. And he basically says, no, there isn't a good side. Either. <laughs> Everybody's just evil and nasty. And again, Jesus needs to come back and make things better. Make us all better. Yeah. Since we're in the same room, shall we have some rum? Booze. What sort of is it? It's you have uh, acquired, but you don't know where from. I can't remember. Uh, Oldie St. Martin Mango Island Rum Liqueur. And you saw St. Martin on a YouTube video. I I've been there. It's very it's, exciting. It, it's called Princess Juliana uh, Airport in the island of St. Martin, which is in the Caribbean. Martin. And Martin. And it is an extraordinary airport. Any aeroplane buffs out there will know it, in that basically, if you jump out of the sea too quickly, you'll bump your head on the undercarriage <laughs> of a 747. It sounds like you're exaggerating, but at one point yeah. it really did look like that might be true. Yes. It uh, did seem to clip a, a, a six-foot fence. Yes, uh, it gets very, very close, and the airport runway... Ding, oh, I like that. That was, that was a good thing. I should like more than that, though, because I want to yeah. get... The, air- sleep the, the airport runway um, is pretty much just next to the beach and a little fence. That's way too much. <laughs> Nick has poured me a generous mug of rum. Yeah. Shall, shall we chink? No. Racist. Ready? One, mm-hmm. two, three. Mm-hmm. There we go. That's <laughs> if I drank all this, I'll just I'll oh, fall into Martin, a diabetic Mango, and Island, alcoholic coma. Island rum liqueur. Mango. Oh my goodness! Well, if you want something to tremendous. taste like sweeties, you've basically got that's tremendous. Mm. Oh, 
it does actually taste like mango. It's not like one of these alcohols that pretends to taste. But the good thing is, it tastes of mango in the foretaste and the aftertaste. Oh, it's got them. It's got that sticky mango ness about yes, it as it well. Does. I'm very. I'm, good. I'm delighted. I have this much now, mm. Nick. I'm very tired. Why are you tired? I've just over four hours sleep last night. Why a long day today? Because I'm an idiot. Why? What are you? What is wrong late. with your sleep? I stayed up late. Well, I I, I don't have a problem with sleep anymore. Um, but really? last night, sounds the, like you did. Well, last night for the very first time in a, for the first time in a very long time, uh-huh. I stayed up and very late playing a, a computer game. Why do you do that? I haven't done it for a long Play time. Computer games <laughs> because it's my job. But why do you have to do it all night? What was it? I don't. It's an unreleased game, so I can't really talk about it. But um, you shoot lots I, of men in the face. No, with a shooty gun bag. No, not once. Oh really? Did you so rescue the maiden? Uh, I rescued someone. Mm. <sighs> I, I'll tell you what. There was a restaurant which we once went to called Sartorio in town, uh, which was uh, basically a bit like a, a sort of fashionista place. Um, mm-hmm. I think it was a Conran restaurant, and Victoria liked it because all they obviously chose all the waiters to be rather pretty gentlemen. You know, elegantly dressed and, you know, very nice. And I remember she said she wanted to bring her mother there, but sadly her mother died before she could take her there because she would really like to see the gentleman. What what the hell's your problem with Booth Babes? What's my problem with Booth Babes? Yeah, that's what I just said. You didn't seem to mind that. You didn't start shouting at me about I was objectifying the waiters. And now you suddenly have a problem with Booth Babes. What the hell's your problem? (laughs) That's a good argument you've done there. I think if a, re- if a restaurant hires people based on so the wait staff based on their attractiveness, that seems problematic. To why me. is it? Why? What's wrong with being pro- what's wrong with being attractive? There's nothing wrong with being attractive. So why do, why why are you discriminating against attraction as I'm not? I'm discrimin- as an attraction. I'm not discriminating against anything. They're discriminating against people who don't meet their their level of attractiveness. So what? Why does that doesn't seem very fair? So what? So attractiveness. So what? Yes, it's not key. It's not relevant to waiting. Well, it is. If you want your waiter to be attractive, then it's very relevant. I can see. I, I mean, I'm not going to go too deep. What if the waiter stinks? I'm not going to go too. What if they stink? So you if they stink, I should ask them to to deal with their odor problems. If not, okay. So if they're if, so, so if they're unattractive in one aesthetic plane, yeah, you're happy about it. But but unaesthetic in visual plane, then you yeah, then I'm suddenly not, you're not allowed. I'm to. not going to go too deep into this argument because it, I I think there is a strong argument to say if you want to hire just attractive people for your own private establishment, there's no reason why. you And shouldn't. also, if more importantly. If somebody wishes to be hired and you're not making a slave of them and you pay them their wages, that's also an important thing. I, if, uh, if you're kidnapping people off the street, yes, yes that would be an yes. issue. But the, so what's the problem with Booth Babes? The problem with Booth Babes is the effect it has on other people who attend the show. It's all those erections. Everyone goes, no, it just it alienates female gamers. A lot of, a lot of women gamers uh, get, are very, find themselves alienated from a show that is clearly designed to appeal to adolescents. That's men. not a that's not a problem with a show. That's not a problem with a show at all. No. The reason the reason that these women are employed is because it attracts a number of people to the stands. They mm-hmm. wouldn't do it if they if they didn't. You know, marketing. That's the way marketing works. Uh, yes. So your your problem is not with the show. Your problem is that gaming, despite everything you say, at its at that sort of echelon, is massively male dominated okay of course of course gaming you know. game consumer but this is the what the strange thing is the, the shows i've been to recently i was recently at the eurogame expo last weekend and there was rezzed uh our show rock paper shotgun and eurogame show a few months ago and gdc and there are more men, men than women but what has changed in my from my perspective it's not rather oh my goodness i think i just saw a girl go past it's 
it's a fair mix. It's a quite surprisingly mixed now in terms of these shows. These shows have become much more accessible. And all those shows I've listed don't have the booth babe thing. Okay. I think the word booth babe is incredibly derogatory. We perhaps stop using it. But Why? It just it demeans that I mean the women on who, the stands don't, aren't necessarily just there because they've got big boobies. Some of them are but, there because they're equipped with but, knowledge about but the game. Maybe they, maybe they are just there because they've got big boobies. Some of them are, but others aren't. And What's wrong with having big boobies? There's nothing wrong with having big boobies. Exactly. So uh, I I just think sometimes people need to decide what it is they're being offended about because it's very easy to think that you're being offended for the right reasons, but when you distill it down, you realise you're actually just redistilling prudery, and that it... can be a problem. Now, I, I would suggest that it, it, it is, at, at worst, a symptom of a bigger problem with you, the culture of your gaming, in as much as it's a boys' club. Now, whether that's yeah, a problem well, exactly. or not, I don't care, but it in- it's not it, re- my club. it reinforces that. But does it? That's the question. Is it reinforcing that, or is it acknowledging that? Well, because the average gamer, disappointingly for all these arguments, is now a 40-something-year-old American woman, that's the average gamer. That can't be true for that particular sort of gaming convention. No, it's not true for the conventions at all, but that's true of gaming. So the the conventions are massively at fault because they're appealing to a minority crowd. are they commercially at fault? Why would they be cutting off their nose to spite their faces? Why would they be wasting money? Why? What's wrong with them? There's nothing. Uh, Are they doing something commercially stupid? No, 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 they're not. They're, they're, but they're only appealing to a sm- to a small subsection of gaming. But then maybe brands. that is commercially stupid. Yeah, but, well, who knows? I or don't, maybe I really it's don't a know. sort of sub. Maybe the people who are being exploited are the idiots who are prepared to buy all the rubbish games that the booth babes are enticing them like siren songs. <laughs> buy my rubbish shoot 'em up game, where you can follow the backside of a gentleman for many hours. You know, maybe that's it. They're they're they're, they're just no, that, sirens to a rubbish that's a, game. That's, you, you raise an interesting another strange point of uh, the presentation of men and women in games when you're playing female characters you follow their bottoms when you play male characters you follow their shoulders okay it's which is uh, not they're always big shoulders they're huge muscly shoulders yeah. Um, again, no. This this game. We're not going to put this up until Monday, are we? Because I'm I'm away. I'm yeah. busy all day tomorrow, and so probably putting up on Sunday. So I, guess so, yeah. I can talk about the game. It's dishonoured. Yeah. Uh, we could, the embargo breaks at five a.m. on Monday so morning. So you've dishonoured your game. Your your embargo. Yeah. Well, I, if I were to put this yeah. up now, I would have. Yeah. But yeah. So you don't play a muscly man in that. And What's you don't, it called? Dishonoured. Uh, I thought you were saying you dishonoured no, 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 the no, embargo. No, no, it is called dishonoured. Yeah. You don't play a muscly man. You play a guy with all sorts of magical powers and abilities. You wouldn't. You wouldn't enjoy the game at all. No. But you can play without killing anyone if you choose to, or you can run around shooting and swording everyone you see. I've been wondering about something. It's sort of an ethical conundrum, and I'm sure there must be many fallacies in the comparison. But it's been worrying me a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, just the different way that we react to certain choices. Okay. Now imagine, uh, because this does, sadly, it, it oh, does happen. I prefer happen. this to Skype, Nick. This is so much better. Yeah. There is a black woman mm-hmm. who feels the need to bleach her skin. As you know, they get these, these skin bleachers to make their skin lighter. Do you know, I, the, the concept sounds horrendous, but... I haven't heard of this before, mm. but I don't feel shocked by its yeah. existence. Actually. So she feels need, yeah, exactly. It's, 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 it's terrible. And they, they, they bleach their skin and also, you know, dye their hair, straighten it out, get rid of the afro thing. And when R, she says she just, she feels it makes her look more normal, by which, of course, she really means, um, a, 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 a white more society. White, yeah. Yes. Okay. Who is this woman out of interest? Uh, no, this uh, is a, a, woman. a woman, yes. And, and they, and sadly, these things exist. Um, mm-hmm. A black woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, slices off her breasts uh, and sews on a penis and takes lots of drugs and has a hysterectomy and says, I'm doing this because I want to be more like a man. Mm-hmm. 
we i the the the, the dominant uh, uh the logo centric literally the uh, dominant um sex of society we say that's fine she's getting in touch with her inner the inner truth about herself and becoming right. him whereas the other one you are horrified by why it's an, it's an excellent question. Um, Adam Carolla on Loveline always used to say that if a, if a man went to a doctor and said, I feel like a one-armed person trapped in a two-armed body, the doctor would not cut his arm off. Uh, but apparently there but is that is, sort of body Well, yeah, there is. And it's mo- apparently mostly in France, there's a few doctors mm. there that will do it. But yes, but most doctors will tell you, no, this is a psychiatric problem. And I know it's dangerous for us to help. talk about this. No, 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 wait, angry, no, but, but I, is... I'm talking about it in a, I, I, and I want mm-hmm. listeners to say, because I'm genuinely, yeah. I want to find out there is a fallacy here, I'm sure. But this is, this is why, but I want to know what the fallacy is. that's why I'm quoting Carolla rather and saying yeah. what's my own opinion um, and so of course the, you know the corollary corollary but, corollary, yeah. but <laughs> indeed clever. Um, that's very clever thanks this is my new thing to take credit for everything that Laura says is good she says uh, she says I really like the way that um, I really like the way that um... <laughs> there you go that's it painting looks yeah. and I, I say thanks very much and just take credit for everything and it's, it's very gratifying I feel better about myself all the time yeah. now um, but what was the point oh yes Corolla uh, so there's that idea and however I have never been someone who feels the, the opposite sex than they are and feels that everything about them is the opposite and the society does not perceive them as who they mm. are I've never been in that situation and so where I have definitely had to confront prejudices in this area because my my instinctive prejudice is to say it's a psychological disorder and you should just seek help for that that's my instinct that's always my instinctive response since i've spoken to a few transsexuals and actually listened to stories and and tried to empathize and 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 sympathize i thought uh, oh yeah i'm being particularly arrogant to assume that i know what what it's like i'll tell you what i find uh, the only thing i find odd about that Mm -hmm. is uh, and and here's the tension we've we have been brought up to believe in uh, liberal society and certainly even at university and gender studies and all that that most differences between the male and female the masculine and feminine are societal they are mm-hmm. societal constructs essentialism as it's called is minimized and minimal and there are people uh, Helen Kiksu and various others who almost won't acknowledge them as extant in any way except societal um is a, the whole notion of, of, of gender as opposed to sex mm-hmm. is malleable. Um, and so to say, I decided that I felt like I was a woman. If we believe the liberal narrative, then there is no such thing essentially to feel like a woman because we've been told there is no such essentialism. Every right. feeling that you have is some sort of societally induced stereotype. So, uh, you know, uh, and there's an interesting, you know, Buck Angel, who is a transsexual man who Victoria follows on Twitter, and he does porn. Mm-hmm. He, he uh, uh, and he's he's, he's very, you know, uh, I'm a man now, right? Uh, and you know, there's a very macho, and he he, he, so he was a woman, may have, uh, still still has a vagina, but he's basically a man now in every respect, mm-hmm. and. Make a very, very big deal about, oh, I, I, I love freaking, I love standing up when I go to the urinal. Right. Because of course he doesn't have the equipment to do, but you know, and I thought. No, no, women can stand up when they're No, 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 but I thought, I thought that's interesting. It's, it's kind of making a totem of masculinity mm. of the fact that you stand up when you go to the urinal. Yes. And I thought, isn't that just, aren't we for, aren't we sometimes falling into the traps of re-essentializing what we'd fought very hard to say wasn't an essence, but was just, 
a part of a societal garb that we put but, on, but and I then don't... we're suddenly we're suddenly saying, "Well, ladies, ladies wear high heels." And uh, <laughs> that's true. Like, yes, there's the problem. And with the I don't parents. mean that in a, in a, in, a, in, a, in a I don't mean that in a in a kind of parodying way. I mean, yeah. ladies wear high heels, put on makeup, and and speak in a higher voice, and um, are softer, and do their hair like this, and do that. And that's when I've revealed that I'm a I'm a woman. Right. Similarly, men are sort of macho and grew and smell a bit and so on. Now you, if you say that's what it means to be a man, then are you saying that? Are they saying that that is actually essential? And we now have to go back to saying there are essential and specific preordained a priori differences, and those are part of them. Or are we saying that suddenly these arbitrary differences are privileged? I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm confused. I'm very, I'm very suspicious of this essentialism argument. I'm very suspicious of this notion that there is not instinctive maleness and femaleness, that the, the traits that are unique to the to the sex, because there are. So that's why I'm suspicious of it. No, but, um, uh, but there are no, not there are no one no no one fits into all definitions. No, that would be ludicrous, but there are trends and there are commonalities. There are women who and will it's, have... it cannot be societal because well, it can no, but to, a, to a degree it can see, be. I can't yeah I can't demonstrate this beyond anecdotes. But so many of my friends with children said we did everything we could to not let them, you know, to not let them be. Yeah, but there are society, that's like saying we did everything we could. That they wouldn't drown, and yet you had gave birth to them in the Pacific Ocean without any armbands. You I know, can, you know, the, the society yes. is the Pacific Ocean. Yes. You do not. I'm not going to be surprised they got a bit wet, even despite your best efforts. So um. we we can't tell what is and isn't essential because the moment you bring up something that is essential, somebody will bring up some society or some mm-hmm. historical example or some. Common reason why that's not the case. Um, I look at my, my and you niece, will you will fall into the trap. I look at my, my niece and nephew who grew up in rural, have grown up in rural France, and and they have the same toys to choose from and and pull from. And your nephew and is made out of puppy dogs' tails and slugs and, and slugs things, and snails. And she is spice. Um, but he will. He is obsessed with cars. Absolutely obsessed with the movie cars and cars in general. And there's everything about Judy's cars cousin William is obsessed with cars as well. Whereas Sarah, Judy, Judy likes ponies Sarah's and fairies. Sarah is obsessed with Nicki Minaj. What's that? She's a singer, uh, an R and B singer, and uh, uh, or hip hop, I suppose. And so Sarah dresses up as Nicki Minaj so by wearing. She, Nicki Minaj has pink hair, so Sarah wears her um, pink leggings. So on you her are head. just basically a transphobic, sexist pig. How am I being transphobic here? You're a transphobic, sexist pig. I'm not sure why. Because you just dissed all transsexuals, and you're sexist as well. Oh, I don't remember doing that, but I and then you and then, we, and then you clinked the glass. You said chink. chink so you're no, racist. you said chink. So you're a racist. So I'm a racist. Yeah. No, I, 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 I would, I don't deny that in, in as long, in, incredibly recent, and still therefore strands of it remain certain, definitely prejudices in the realms of transsexuals, which I'm confront have tried to confront and educate myself. On. I, I don't care what anybody does. I mean, in a sense, but yeah, well, and, and here's here's my point. I would never stop anybody, and I wouldn't care what they do, and if it makes them feel better. As we said before, yeah. then I'm, yes, I'm very exactly. happy about it. I mean, I, uh, uh, anybody, who the hell am I to say, oh, you haven't discovered something about yourself. <laughs> uh, right. I, so stop it now. But the, the point is what I was talking about right at the beginning, the woman who bleaches her skin. Mm. Suddenly we're not happy to say that she's changed herself in a way that makes her happy. I am yeah. essentially a different race to the race. Said- you know, it was like, I feel I wasn't born into the race I think I right. was. Then you say... What the hell? That's false consciousness. You, uh, you've internalized the, your, your mm-hmm. oppression and so on. Yeah, exactly. At a certain point, we want to swoop in and rescue, don't we? Yes. And you would never 
feel happy think, about celebrating the fact that they bleached themselves into their new existence, would you? But I would say that... My it, passport now says I'm white. <laughs> but I feel like my trans my transphobia would have come from a similar position of just wanting to swoop in and rescue you, thinking, I don't understand how this is making you feel better going through all this pain and strain. Apparently it does, though. Which, of course, it was talking from complete ignorance. Hmm. Um, but it, it comes from that. And I think there's also, you know, how a, a good cause of people's homophobia comes from this bizarre... In, an irrational fear that if they don't, if they stop actively hating the idea of being gay, they'll be turned gay. Which is, you know, a very common and irrational fear that people have that it's something all gay men just want to bum them or whatever, and mm. therefore it's there to be feared. And I think with transsexualism, it comes to, you know, you get to the point of, with trans of thinking, but I don't want to have to become a woman. And you, that stupid irrational reaction still happens inside you. Like, no, get off my winky. I remember a few years ago on this podcast, I called um, Jimmy Savile a pedo. You did, didn't and he you? Said, he said, "Oh, libelous, you won't." Ching. Yeah, but he was—he was still alive, so it was yes. libelous, whether it was true or not, in this fine nation. Yes, and then you die, and then you can start telling the Yay! truth about rich people. <laughs> Death means great. truth about rich people. That's the fact. I can't wait for quite a few people to die. <laughs> to oh, find out the oh truth. George Galloway, that's going to be fun. What do you think? Oh, there'll be a roller coaster of revelations. <laughs> yes, there will be. <laughs> Cigars, young ladies, Well, you know that, image is too. Well, you know he's he, he he's you know what he said about rape. Yes, I do know what he said about rape. He said he's a rape enabler, a, a little bit like a fun, a little bit like a fun fair of, of adventure for ladies or something. Yeah, like that. basically, they don't like it up him. He said no. He said something like, <laughs> and that's not my. Yeah, he said something. He said if, if you're if you've already in if you've already. Um, Entered the sex game, then you can't be oh, yeah, that's right. to yes, assert to every insertion. Yeah, or that's something. right. Yes, you can't. You don't have to give permission for every reinsertion. Every insertion. Or, but I don't remember what his quote was. This, yeah. this ludicrous idea, like a, that a husband and she was can't sleeping. rape a wife. Yeah. And, if she oh. was, and, and if she was sleeping anyway, then that's fine. Oh, that's I know. Like that. And then it's like everyone's everyone's had sex with their semi-conscious wife, haven't they? It's like oh, yeah. George has had sex yeah. with more than one of them, more than one of his current wives at the same time. Yeah, see, really? whilst they're whilst they're um, whilst they're all you know tied up and half asleep because of the drugs he's injected. Oh, uh, of course, yes, he's not dead. Nick, he can't say that yet. Oh, yeah, that's true. Take that back. He he is. He did. Th- somebody did tweet and say that he was a, a rape apologizer, and he said, and he got his lawyers on them, and then somebody else did, and they said he, he said he got his lawyers on them <laughs> as well, and you know, he did, the people did the Barbara Streisand, did everyone tweet it? Yeah, I missed that. Then that's everybody called hash. I think it was it, it started trending. Uh, George Galloway rape rape enabler or something, Good. and and then and then of course Twitter blocked that hashtag. At that oh, Twitter! Is there any possible Arsy way Twitter. of is there any possible way to have a a free and open yes uh, similarity? Yeah, but will it ever I catch on? No. No. Uh, what Ooh, about Dexter well, Finch? That's Finch. We this is Finch the cat. We've talked about Facebook last time, and I said, "Was it wishful thinking to think that it was disappearing?" And you said, "Yes, it was wishful thinking." I it's, don't know. It's I, just announced its one billionth member, Nick. Really, I don't know if I agree with them though. Oh. I think they're counting even bots and people who like my I, mother. I don't know, but still, even if they are billion people, a sixth of the population of Earth. That's the other, right. fi- the other five sixths. I don't ask computers. Yes, yeah. exactly. You're either on Facebook or you're starving. Choose. <laughs> I'm not on Facebook, so I must be starving. I don't look like I'm starving. Oh, you skipped my line. How was how was Nazi? Nazi Austria. Mm, Nazi Austria. So you, <laughs> so you were you you warned me ahead of time that that Austria is is just Nazis, war to war Nazis. Yeah, well, they have they they've never gone through. 
what the, the Germans had to go process. through because they could they pretended that they were Germany's first victims mm-hmm. and they allowed themselves that lie whilst then uh in the seventies and eighties um electing uh SS Well the president people. before last was Kurt, SA, not SS. Kurt Valtheim was SS, I believe. No, he was SA. Well it's Kurt Valtheim only SA. Oh that's all right. Then. Yeah, it's fine. Okay. Um and their current leader of the opposition is an anti Semite. And and of course uh, um They've generally gone for that sort, um, but you said no. It was lovely. They're all they're all I hippies. Got, I no, quite the opposite. I, not. The I mean, you can't, you can't, but you can't really tell. I suppose you you didn't hear their CD underpinning. The day we arrived, we were walking through the street, and we were met with what can only be described as a flock a of flock. super super orthodox Jews in the crazy big Russian hats, the big oh, circular. Yeah, but they're probably just making a point. You know? <laughs> <laughs> a little parade. Yeah. No, absolutely, just a. a a swarm, a huge crowd of, of Jewish yeah. people in in the full on gear came past, and then uh, then it was the next. I think it was the next evening, or no, two day, two days later. Again, we went against the flow of of um, people coming out from well, the Yom Kippur, oh, and so and faster, so yeah. clearly, I don't. We I think the apartment hotel we were in was in between two temples, and oh, so right. everywhere we looked, it was just Jewish people. And so, from the perspective you've given of the, my attending this Nazi country, all I could see was Jewish people. Well, maybe they just didn't it, really the, match Maybe up. they concentrated them all into the one. <laughs> <laughs> you're they would be shot if they'd gone anywhere beyond. If you're going to be concentrated somewhere, Vienna is a good place to be focused. And, and so, did you enjoy it? Yes, I did. It's but a really you were, lovely. You city. were racist about the sucker tort. The hey, sucker tort was just really dull. No, it was lovely. It a was lovely, it especially was a lovely shit. dense chocolatey cake. Yeah, but it's a sponge cake, so it's just dense sponge cake. It's just worse sponge cake. What was your favourite bit of Vienna about it? The, the the dancing horses. Oh my goodness, that was so boring. Did Laura like it? Laura loved it, and it was a great. It was a treat for Laura, and and I was delighted. You quite to liked go the for horses. You, you were impressed with the horses. Uh, no, I wasn't. Um, I saw they are beautiful on white the vid- horses. On the video, they had a couple of brown ones. I was shocked. They're all white <laughs> yeah. except for two. Uh, <laughs> oh, we can bleach <laughs> them. <laughs> they can find their true whiteness. <laughs> so uh, out as you go in, there's a video playing of a DVD you can buy for only twenty four euros. A video playing of a DVD. A, a screen playing a DVD uh, of that you could purchase and it shows the horses doing these amazing jumping tricks and I was thinking oh sweet we're going to watch horses doing magical jumping tricks but we didn't we just watched watch horses walk around in circles sometimes diagonally and did they do dancing Laura exp- well they did this kind of this sort of yeah this dressage super yeah. it's like dressage squared it's like super mm. dressage um, and Laura explained because Laura used to do dressage so she understands well, it what? so she explained to me if you're just watching you're going okay yeah. but then she says look if you watch how it's back legs and see how it's now reversed which leg it's putting forward and, and also importantly and so she explained uh, the technicality of mine, I was able to appreciate the rider also, the rider can't make a big fuss about controlling the horse. It's got to be very, very subtle movements well, so that you can't see. And what I like about dressage actually is that um, you get a you you. It's a plus point if the horse makes a poo because it means it's very relaxed. <laughs> well, a lot of them left presents that morning, so we went to see the practice. <laughs> you, you, you're taking one home when you're back. <laughs> we went to see them. A man runs on and scoops them up. A little poo slave, as we refer to him, he <laughs> probably was a slave. And scoops it up and runs off again. Yeah. So you so so you say. Go, these booth babes are terrible. Get rid of them. You don't mind the poo slave. The poo slave, I cheer. We went in the morning for the because the evening shows cost a thousand pounds. Yes. Um, we went in the morning to the uh, practice sessions. It's like two Which hours. Cost eighty Reichsmark. It was much cheaper. Mm. Uh, and 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 the only problem I had that there was we went around the Klimt Museum. Klimt's awful, but there was free Wi-Fi, oh, so I was fine. But there wasn't free Wi-Fi at the at the horses. No horsey Wi-Fi. Um, so that's a bit disappointing. Um, I really, I just thought I liked um, finding little restaurants and stuff around the Stevensplatz. Uh, but you can't speak the language. 
Laura has, uh, I don't have any German, Laura has a smattering, so we could get away. And of course, my, Laura had enough German just to get away with it when people said, oh, no, a little, when we asked. <laughs> um, but most people spoke decent enough English, yeah. to, to our advantage. The um, were, were there any fountains? There were one or two, yes. Good. Britain doesn't do enough of those. There was a fountain that, I'm so pleased with it, this joke, there was a fountain that looked uh, just like the fountain from the, the one in Philadelphia from the beginning of Married with Children. No, sorry, in Chicago. Uh, near Millennium Square in Chicago from the beginning of Married with Children and so I tweeted a photo of it saying Married Mit Children didn't get a single comment it was a great joke Geheiratet mit Kindern ah very good um, so yeah but I, I enjoyed uh, the Natural History Museum I want to tell you about the Natural History Museum we have them in this country without Nazis Sorry that, about, is sorry. Stuffed, that is a stuffed gypsy, and that is a stuffed <laughs> mental patient, and that is a stuffed Jew. They used to roam wild in this area, but, have become, about... but have become extinct since, <laughs> since the 30s and 40s. Sorry about the mic noises, everybody. I'm to put the poor Jew back what on the What are you ju- saying about Mike McQuaid now? We're putting on the droopies. Mike McQuaid is droopy. Sorry about the Mike McQuaid noises. Sorry, he's too droopy. <laughs> um, I haven't brought the travel mic today, because mm. the snowball mic is a bit heavy for London. Call it by his proper name. Sorry, the TX117. The, 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 the AK. K5370. That's the catchy name that uh, Logitech came up with. Yeah. So the Natural History Museum in Vienna in, is ever so slightly different from the one in London. Both buildings utterly magnificent. I think the Natural History Museum in London is the most beautiful building in Britain. I challenge you to think of a better one. Oh, really? Yes. I the do. Elephant and Castle Shopping Centre. Thank you. I don't know. Is that, is that a good answer? I don't know what it's like. It could be here it is for Micah Block for all I know. Yes. <laughs> Formica block. I don't. That wasn't the word I meant. But I'm sticking with it's it. It's made out of formica. It yes. is. It's white bleached. So the Natural History Museum in Vienna. So when you go to the Natural History Museum in London um, and you go in, it's fantastic. I love the Natural yes. History Museum in London. I was in there and only the dinosaurs two weeks ago. and the stuff. We went on the last weekend of the blacks and so on. Yes, we went on the last week, last weekend of the Inside Out exhibit. Mm-hmm. So we saw all the chopped up animals. Yeah. Then you go in and you are presented with information and facts presented for the not particularly intelligent, and I think that's perfect. That's and it's in a cabinet. Um, things are in cabinets not for in you the, to look at. Not in the Natural History Museum. You can, there are lots of things to out and you can touch. And there are big a, things in it, cabinets. Yes, there are. But there are exhibits of how babies are made. And when you go through the their wonderful dinosaur section, it has big signs. There are monkeys and dinos- tigers and pygmies in cabinets. Did, did dinosaurs eat uh, babies and all these questions yes. for people to understand? When you go to the one in Vienna, that is all gone. It is just blank just bat, just these beautiful every room is extraordinary the ceilings are muralled and the statues it's just incredible and then it's just wooden uh, cabinets lining the rooms there is it's one of every animal and bird ever known stuffed and mounted even a dodo it, yes I well, know no, there's a fake there's a pretend dodo in there but mm. um, so it, it's it's a real dodo in the National History Museum in Britain there may, there may actually be I can't remember we did see a dodo I can't remember that it was oh, but they, they have did some, you see a cat yeah, literally everything. They had everything. It was insane. Mm. It was like the most morbid Noah's Ark. Um, <laughs> what was the saddest thing you there saw? Were room, there was room after room baby, after room. The really, baby animal room. The saddest room, I think, was the pickled lizard room. Oh, really? There was an entire room. Just a huge room with nothing but cabinets filled with lizards that might and have jars. Just, that might just have been the museum deli. <laughs> hey, go on, do a Jewish joke. No. Sorry for the microphone noise, everybody. Oh, stop it. I'm doing my best. Oh, look at that. It's proud now. Hmm. Um... It's it's an amazing, but the information is a very minimal amounts was in it was in English, but the signs were like little black signs with white writing, no pictures, no di- no diagrams, no, nothing kind of like no interactive displays. Oh, I just, hate interactive. It was displays. just 
facts. There's always so just disappointing facts. touch screens yes. that don't work. And, <laughs> yeah, you know. oh gosh, like the Science Museum is oh. awful for that. Mm. Just broken 80s toys. Whereas, but the, the, the dinosaur section in the Vienna Museum is incredible. They've got a full-scale cast of a Diplodocus filling this one chamber, which mm. is splendid. And then they have a couple of Allosauruses, and oh, it's absolutely magnificent. Mm. So you did go there. Couldn't get right, couldn't get Never no, mind. Too busy. Well, what else did you do? What was the gem of your trip? <laughs> was it perhaps that little cup of coffee you had with? Oh, I had so much good coffee. This place is magic for coffee. You're not allowed to have so much coffee that you could quench your thirst in any way. You can't moisten your mouth. They just, they titrate. Blip. And then they serve that to you. Two pounds, please. Um, two euros. Two euros, please. Uh, uh, but it's so good. Such exquisitely good coffee. Um, I did something. I had to come back and detox some coffee again. I did something nasty and wankerish the other day. Oh, yes. I paid for my Starbucks iced Americano with my mobile phone. And they scanned it. <gasps> no. I did, because I... The future. I, I didn't have my card on here. I suddenly realised I could. So I. How does up, that work? What did you mean you could? How do you do that? I set up the application in the in the uh, shop. Who, whose application? The Starbucks. Yes, one. and then it said, "Do you want to get an? Uh, do you want to get an e card?" And I said, <gasps> "Okay." And it said, "Do you want to top up your e card?" Now I didn't have my credit card. I want I, did, this. I didn't have my credit card. <laughs> I didn't have my credit card with yes. me. But I know know my credit card number. Mm-hmm. And of course, that doesn't help when you reach the the, 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 the cash. I desk. know my old credit card number six seven five nine four zero two three zero seven one one five zero eight six zero one. But that bank account doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. So good luck using it. Yeah. So I so I put it. You know, I typed it in, and it said, "Do you want to add ten pounds to the to your thing?" I said, "Yes." And then you say you press pay, and a little kind of barcode appears on the screen of your phone, and they go blip, and it says. You, you're down to nine pounds, whatever. Oh, I've got a physical card. I didn't. I'm so excited to do this. Now. Yeah, and you don't have to have that physical oh, card. See, that's why I was doing this. When you go to Norway and use the trains, you put your card, your credit card, your debit yeah. card into the ticket machine, uh-huh. and it says, "Please withdraw your card," and then it's done. So you and get, then you get the... a little piece of dead tree, no, 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 or, or you no, take no, out the no, other card that's no, got an identical no, no, chip, exactly. but it doesn't so do anything. You take else. your credit card onto the train, and then you give it to the conductor. And he pops into his machine, goes, "Thank you." Takes very much. a copy of it. <gasps> Why? Okay, then runs off to Barbados. Why can't we do? Why that? can't the English teach the children how to speak? <laughs> The Why Germans can't... know the German, the Greeks they know their G. Or indeed, what's that um, song from? Or, or indeed, um, what's his name? Andy Williams who just died. Oh, yes. John Walker, wider than a mile. <laughs> I'll be crossing him in style someday. You know he died, didn't you? Yes, I do know. Oh, that, but what was the previous song you were singing about? The English? Why can't the English teach? You know what? That, I don't. That comes from Fair, My Fair Lady. Oh my goodness! You see, I know Pygmalion well. I don't yes. know My Fair Lady very well. You should watch it. It's all right. I've seen. I've seen. I. A private girls' school production of it oh, is I the see. only time I've seen it, which was very good, I should say. Some of my youth group were in it uh, years ago. We should, uh, well, I'll tell you what, the next time it's on at the um, BFI, we'll watch it on the big screen there. That sounds good. The thing that I, the problem I have with both Pygmalion and My Fair Lady is that I think I, we talked about that before. Yes, is, is that, that Henry Higgins is the good guy, and I refuse to back down from this position. Um, well, is, is he the good guy? Yes, of course he is. He's trying to teach Eliza Doolin to speak properly. Yes, but but in the end, he makes her dissatisfied with every, you know, with, 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 with every realm she finds herself in. 
Mm. And so she she can't do the full sex change equivalent equivalent society that she wants to. And so she kind of does or doesn't settle down with Freddy, depending on which episode, which yes. ending you read. And it's just all a bit sad in the end. So I don't, I don't think, no, I don't think he's meant to be a bad guy, but mm, I think it's no, just, I, th- I think he's meant to be, he, 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 well, he treats it as, as a joke initially. He then almost screws up, he screws up her innate happiness. Spoilers. And then he screws up his own happiness and then they all kill themselves. Indeed, and it turns out to be a Shakespearean tragedy. Yeah. And it turns out Henry Higgins was his own sister. Yes. In a dress. Now then, now then, now then. <laughs> Jimmy, so we should talk a bit more about Jimmy Savile. What, what, because Jim- I heard that he was also a murderer and a petty thief. Well, I mean, I'm not, not a murderer, but I know that he had, <laughs> he he, he had people threatened. He doesn't he seem had like people he was threatened. A, did, you, uh, did you ever see the excellent Louis through? The documentary yes, with several because with his you mother couldn't shrine. see him more sinisterly behave more sinisterly could you no he he, he was a creepy figure for, to be sure yes <laughs> he was a very odd man but he certainly but was though you see the it now appears that nobody in the 70s no wasn't a pedophile you, it was apparently uh, rather than a it, badge you had to swipe at the entrance well, of the bbc no, you had to just bugger a child and then yeah, you were allowed in yeah there were no no cream teas clearly exactly it's thank heavens that the dairy industry <laughs> returned and margarine disappeared and we got our scones back and now has, today but has bbc saltford remembered to ins- install the cream tea machines <laughs> yes. this is if my great concern if they have we could have a relapse there, there could be a relapse of naughtiness <laughs> by which i mean child scoundrels yes he wasn't he was going after teenagers i think we should i think john peel did as well though did he mm. now i know he's dead so we can pretend he did but do you have any evidence for this i thought john peel was a very decent family well man. that's what's interesting about it. i mean if you read julie birchall wrote a very interesting article at the time even when he was still alive when i think oh, when right. he started doing home and said i've always I can't can't stand it, and here's why. Apparently, he boasted that when he went to America, he got all sorts of suitors, including th- th- somebody who I found out was actually 13, and, th- hmm. and then got married to a 15-year-old or something like that. She called Shirley, who then divorced him, whatever. And so, I oh. don't know the degree to which it's yeah. true, but certainly it, the allegation was made while he was alive and he didn't sue, so I don't know. It's interesting. But, so- but it does seem everybody... That, I mean, the, but somebody did make the point, actually... Uh, it does seem that we are a lot more, and properly so, sensitive about that sort of thing now than we were. You know, yeah, apparently, certainly. schoolgirls used to be a kind of fair game for, I have, for I, any, anybody, even on, you know, it would have been on seven o'clock primetime television. Oh, we like a lovely schoolgirl, don't all we? The, but you still see, now you still see the leftovers of it. Oh, schoolgirls are in their school skirts. But yes, absolutely, in, in, in the 80s, it was just Derry Gurter to four to after seventies 70s, girls. more. Um, I have a friend, I had a friend, I don't know him anymore, um, when, we were at, when he was seven, his dad left home. He was a teacher at a school, and he went out with a 16-year-old pupil who just left the school. It's legal. And uh, now they're married, still married, have married ever since. And you kind of look at them, what's your take on the whole Megan thing, this this 15-year-old who ran off to France with her teacher? Uh, he's be, he's being vilified by the press as an evil paedophile monster. No, but that's the other side of it, isn't it? Probably not. But that's the question. So what, Jimmy Savile wasn't going after anyone under the age of 15, I don't think. So why is he an evil feeder monster? I can't concentrate. I think both... I'm going to say goodbye now. 
Really? Are you drifting off? I would just like to say before I sound like I'm defending either. <laughs> I don't think either is good. I would no, like to... she's in here now, so... It's okay that Victoria her. is in here. She's not allowed. She's ladies left now. Are, ladies are not allowed. She's left now. It's okay. Ladies are fin- Finch is in here. Yeah, lady, well, she's, it's okay. I had a womb removed. So Cat, no, okay. Remember, that's what makes you a woman. It's if you don't have a womb, you're not a woman. That's the, end. A, the yeah. fact. Yeah. Um, I would. What I would like to see for all of law to do is to create two separate crimes, which is like prepubescent and postpubescent uh, paedophilia. I think they are distinct. They are both wrong. They both have horrendous effects on on young people, um, and both are utterly contemptible. But they do seem different to me, don't you think? Yes, obviously. But we don't. We can. De- we, so Jonathan King went to prison. Well, there's a magic it, number. Well, puberty well, seems to be the magic said, number to me. Post puberty. But no, it isn't. The magic number is sixteen. Yes. But of course, that's t- totally arbitrary and it's ridiculous. Exactly. So when you know uh, uh, Jonathan King went to prison for having relationships with fourteen to fifteen year old boys, do? Yeah. those fourteen to fifteen year old boys, I do not think are in a position to make a adult mature enough decision to be in a sexual relationship. On with the other hand, someone anybody who says that there isn't a difference between that and say buggering a five year old is being well, ridiculous. of course, absolutely, they're two different things. But one, they're not they're not under the law. Exactly, not. and that's my concern. I but do not wish to make either okay. I just want to stress this in case anyone's listening and misunderstands. Both are yeah. both are very very naughty. Well, Mike McQuaid said something like he said, "Do we don't need to, just because you follow your, a couple of our listeners Lord, on Twitter, we don't Lord, need to constantly no, hang said, them out to dry said, on our podcast?" No, he said yes. He said he's known he's known of not that he's done it, but he said, "Oh my goodness, we're going to lie to the poor boy." Known of known of thirteen year olds who who we felt were quite ready, and he's known of eighteen year olds who probably weren't ready. Oh, if he's really known of, are you making implying that he's been experimenting with? Them? No, no, not at all. no. You know yes, the point. You know course. the point he's making. And I therefore, knew when I was, and, and when I was a teenager, making... I knew thirteen-year-olds who were in sexual relationships, and I knew uh, seventeen to pro- eighteen-year-olds who weren't nearly ready. Of course, I was. I, and, I, I, I worry and, for and, the thirteen-year-old who's who's there already. I kind of think there's probably been some background to that. No, but but, but on the other hand, on the other hand. Yes. Uh, you would be dishonest there, there, uh, as you said with your friend. Okay, let's not say there were even 14, 15. There are ones who would have and are perfectly fine now. Absolutely. absolutely and there are ones yes. who had their, probably had their first sexual experience at, at 19 or 20 and, uh, and absolutely, well, wasn't pushing it for Mary. This is true. 14 year old And Mary. Julia. <laughs> <laughs> Julia. You know, they all used to do it. Romeo and Julia. And let's not talk about, um, Aisha. I'm not allowed to, I'll be killed. But, you know, <laughs> let's just say that, uh, you know, Jimmy Savile, Muhammad, with <laughs> oh some similarities. No, <laughs> Can you imagine if rum doings caused riots? <laughs> I'd be, I'd be, I'd be proud. Right. She's talking on our podcast. Goodbye.